शो मित्रशं वरुण शो भवत्मा शन्न इंद्र बृहस्पति शो विष्णुक्रम नमो ब्रह्मणे नमस्ते वायो प्रत्यक्ष ब्रह्मसी प्रत्यक्ष ब्रह्म वदिष्या वदिष्या सत्यम वदिष्या तन्मावधु तद्वक्तावधु मवत वक्ता सहनावधु सहनौ भुन सह वीकस्वीनावधीतमस्तुम विद्विषा शांतिशांतिशांतिशंदसमृषभ विश्व छंदोभ्योध्यमृतासंबूव समेन्द्र मेधयाणत धारणो भूयास शरीर मे विचर्षण जिह्वा मे मधुमत्तमा कर्णाभ्यांभूरी विश्रुव ब्रह्मण कोशोसी मेधया पीद श्रुत मे गोपाय शातिशातिशातिहम वृक्षतिपृंगिरेव ऊर्धपवित्रोवाजिनी स्वृतमस्विण गुंसवर्चस सुमेधाृतोक्षिशंखोर्वेदाचनम शातिशातिशातिदूर्णमदूर्णमदूर्णमुद्यद पूर्णमादा पूर्णमेंशातिशातिशातिश्रुतिस्मृतिपुराणालय नमा भगवत्दशंकोकशंक शंकर शंकराचार्य केशव बादरायण सूत्रभाष्यकृत वंदे पुन पुनः ईश्वरो गुरुरात्मे मूर्ति भेद विभागिने व्योमद्याप्तहाय अखंडम सच्चिदानंदम अखंडम सच्चिदानंदम अवांगमनसगोचरम अवांगमनसगोचरम आत्मखिलाधारम आत्मखिलाधारम आश्रिए भीष्ट सिद्ध आश्रिए भीष्ट सिद्ध अर्थतोप्यदयानंदनंदन अतीतद्वैतभानद अतीतद्वैत गुरूनाराध्य वेदात 
गुरुनाराध्य वेदांत सारं वक्ष्ये यथामदे सारं वक्ष्ये यथामदे वी आर इन द प्रोसेस ऑफ डिस्कसिंग द मीनिंग ऑफ द महावाक्य मीनिंग ऑफ दिस ग्रेट स्टेटमेंट और मेजर स्टेटमेंट तत्वमसी दैट द वर्ड and how these two words tat and tvam enjoy a threefold relationship and through this relationship how they reveal the akhanda satvam meaning the identity of tat and tvam so this words and by by way of enjoying these relationships reveal the identity between tat and tvam <coughs> tat as we said is is that ishvara tvam is this jiva earlier what was referred to as the total and the individual or the aggregate and the individual and the identity between the two the identity between apparently contradictory entities so we said that three kinds of sambandha or three kinds of relationships that these three words that these words enjoy the relationship between words to understand there is a word then there is meaning of the word and there is implication of the word three things are there so the words enjoy a relationship between each other and that is called samanadikaranyam meaning the relation of the between these two words having the same substratum adhikarana means locus or substratum <coughs> samana means the same so saman adhikaranam means the same substratum or the same locus samana adhikaranyam the state of having the same substratum or the same locus so tat and tvam both of them have the same substratum because both of them enjoy or both of them are placed in the same case ending the nominative singular so when in sanskrit the words are found enjoying the same case and same ending same person same gender in the same case then you should know that they refer to the same entity unless there is some other reason otherwise they refer to a given entity <coughs> in one sentence then there is what we call padartha or the meaning of the word so discussing the statement soyam devadattaha that is this devadatta that saha and ayam now this is something that is a matter of our practical experience so am devadattaha that is this devadatta so in this statement that and this are the two words both of them are in the samanadikaranam meaning in the same case and therefore both of them have the same substratum then these words have a meaning that means that that refers to a devadatta a person 5 years ago in a given time given place in given condition that's the meaning of the word vachyartha or the meaning of the word and i am this this also has a meaning this also refers to a devadatta a person who is here at this time this place in this condition <clears throat> so these two persons what sort of relationship do they enjoy it is said they enjoy a relationship called visheshana visheshya visheshana qualification visheshya that which is qualified <clears throat> so each one qualifies the other each one is a qualification of the other and each one qualifies the other that devadatta when we think of him and when it is said that devadatta that devadatta is the same as this devadatta then we realize that the characteristics of that devadatta really qualifies this fellow in as much as it requires us to negate from this person the contradictory elements because that devadatta that person had a different kind of a setting different appearance different manners and what mannerisms and what not and this person has a different appearance and whatever but between them there is a common entity a common person that is called devadatta and so that devadatta qualifies meaning restricts this devadatta and this devadatta restricts that devadatta 
or that Devadatta enables me to identify this Devadatta and this Devadatta enables me to identify that Devadatta. In that sense, each one becomes the qualification of the other and each one gets qualified by the other. This is interesting. You have heard this famous statement, Satyam Jnanam Anantam Brahma. Taitriya Upanishad says, Brahma is Satyam Jnanam Anantam. Satyam means truth. Jnanam means knowledge. Anantam means limitless. So Brahma is truth, knowledge, limitless is Brahma. So this statement is very beautifully analyzed by Shankaracharya. And Shankaracharya says that these three words, Satyam, Gnanam and Anantam, let us say that they enjoy a relationship of Visheshana, Visheshya, each one qualifying the other. And how this relationship enables us to get to the meaning of each of these three words, that Satyam means truth, or Satyam is that which is changeless. That which does not change is called Satyam. <coughs> so Brahma is Satyam, is changeless. What is changeless? The cause is changeless with reference to the effect. So moment we are Satyam or changeless, it then it brings the idea that Brahma is the cause. Because the universe is the effect constantly changing and Brahma is the cause that is changeless. Okay, that is the that is the meaning that sat, the word Satya enables us to arrive at. But then moment you think of the cause, you think of the clay with reference to the pot, and you say that if Brahman is the cause of the creation, then like clay that Brahman also must be inert. Because it is our experience that is material cause is inert. Now the word jnanam helps us to understand. Brahman is not only satyam, not only the cause of the creation, not only changes, but it is jnanam also. Jnanam means knowledge. And knowledge always is has its locus in a conscious being. So Brahman, if it is satyam and jnanam as well, then it must be conscious being also, or it must be conscious principle also, as well as changeless. <coughs> so that's how the word jnanam qualifies that word satyam. Meaning restricts the satyam to be a conscious being, and not just anything. <coughs> then the word jnanam means knowledge. So knowledge generally means knowledge that we understand to be like ghatagnanam, patagnanam, the part knowledge, cloth knowledge, this is what we understand as knowledge, physics knowledge, chemistry knowledge. Then we know that each knowledge, we know that each knowledge is limited. And the knowledge is different from the known also. <coughs> so this word jnanam alone may create in our mind this impression that Brahman is knowledge all right, but still it is limited. It is not the no it is knowledge, okay but not the knower, because knowledge is different from the knower. Knowledge is even different from the known. <coughs> Therefore it says, anantam. Anantam means free from anta or limitation. If knowledge has to be limitless, free from limitation, then it cannot be knowledge such as physics or chemistry or some kind of knowledge qualified by an object, qualified by name and form. It should be that knowledge that does not exclude the knower, the known and the knowledge. It must be the content of all the three and therefore it must be unqualified knowledge. So therefore Brahman is changeless, unqualified knowledge which is limitless. So limitless, unqualified, changeless knowledge is Brahman. How each word restrains the scope of the other words and also enables us to understand the other words. So this is a qualification and qualified. When we say blue lotus, for example, then the word blue restrains the scope of the lotus, that it cannot be any lotus, it has to be just the blue lotus. <coughs> and the lotus in turn also restrains the scope of the word of blue, that it is not just anything blue like wall or sky, but it is blue which is qualified by lotusness. So, blue, lotus. These two words enjoy what we call the visheshana, visheshya sambandha. The qualification and the qualified. So, each one defining the other. 
each one restricting the other, restricting the scope of the other. So now that is this Devadatta when you say, then that Devadatta, that person restricts the scope of this person, that it has to be Devadatta and it has to be that person and not anybody else. And when you say, this is that Devadatta, then this fellow restricts the scope of that, that that person cannot be other than this one. And therefore, this thus, the meaning of the words, soyam, that and this, in the statement, that is this Devadatta, the meaning of the words, that and this, we stand for these two Devadattas, each one the qualifies the other one, each one restricts the scope of the other one. <coughs> And now we know that that Devadatta, which is, which was one person, and this Devadatta, which, who appears to be yet altogether a different person, they cannot, oh, this, this statement says, that is this Devadatta, and that cannot be, because these two apparently different looking persons cannot be one, unless that is the differences are not real. Unless the differences are not real. So thatness in Devadatta, that Devadatta, so, associate, I mean, uh, thatness meaning the Devadatta is in a different time, place and characteristics. And thisness available at this time, this place and this characteristic, that thatness and thisness must be something that is superimposed upon Devadatta, who is a common entity. So, Devadatta, the person upon whom this thatness, when it is superimposed, that is that Devadatta at that time and place, and thisness when superimposed, it becomes this Devadatta at this time in this place. And thus, this statement says that that is this Devadatta. That identity between that and this Devadatta is possible only when we are able to remove from each one of them the superimposed aspect and are able to appreciate the substratum of the two. So that Devadatta and this Devadatta are one from the standpoint of the substratum, the person Devadatta. Devadatta Pindai is called the person Devadatta. And so these words, this and that, or the, this Devadatta and that Devadatta, enjoy a relationship with the person Devadatta by what we call Lakshya Lakshana. Lakshya, that which is implied. Lakshana, the, that which implies. So that which is implied is called Lakshya. And that which implies is called Lakshana. <coughs> so Tat and Tvam are Lakshanas and that Devadatta, the person, is Lakshya. Tat and Tvam, that and this, are what we call the, the those which imply. And the person Devadatta is the one who is implied. So this is called Lakshya Lakshana Bhavaha. So these are the three relationships that are possible between the words when they are placed in the same case ending, same gender, same person, then three relationships are possible. So the word, passage 150 said, There are three things, Pada, Artha and Pratyagatma. Pada means the word, Artha means the meaning, and Pratyagatma, the Self. So, in this statement, Tat Tvamasi, there are Padas, words Tat and Tvam, the Artha. The meaning is what we, we saw in the earliest discussions. The, the Vachyartha, or the meaning of the word Tat is that Ishvara. Consciousness, and always, the totality of all the Upadis, and therefore, comes to be called Omniscient, Omnipotent, Omnipresent. The Vachyartha, or the meaning of the word Tvam, is consciousness associated with the individual upadi and therefore limited in every respect. So, tat, the words, tat and tvam, the meanings of the words jiva, ishvara and jiva, and pratyagatma, that which is implied by these two. When the teacher says tat see that thou art, what does he mean? Does he mean to say that ishvara is jiva? That just contradicts our experience. We know the Ishvara who is limit, who is free from limitation in every respect, cannot be Jiva who is limited in every way. So what is sought to be conveyed, what is implied by the teacher? That 
that Ishwaratvam or what we call omniscience, etc., as well as Jivatvam, what we call the littleness, both of these are superimposed upon one person. Just as thatness and thisness were superimposed upon one person, Devadatta, so also omniscience or greatness and littleness, the totality and individuality, these are the concepts that are superimposed upon one entity, which is what we call Chaitanyam or Turiyam Brahma. And so these words Tatantvam, they imply this Chaitanyam or the consciousness which is common, which is unqualified, and the qualifications are superimposed. So this is Vedanta. Vedanta would say that wherever there is a qualification, wherever there is a quality, wherever there is an attribute, it is a superimposition. What is substance everywhere? And take any object. What is the substance? Substance is unqualified existence or awareness. That is a substance. <clears throat> and what we call crystal, having a given name, form, function, whatever, all of these are superimposed upon that substance, which is asti, bhati, priyam, is, shines, and is dear. <clears throat> So substance everywhere, according to Vedantins, is only one. What is substance? Asti, Bhati, Priyam. Whether we take the individual Jiva, whether we take Ishvara, whether we take Jagat, the Jaram, whatever you take, you take the sentient or the insentient, conscious or unconscious, subject or object, good or bad, right, wrong, sinner, saint, whatever you take, everywhere, the substance is one, and that is asti, bhati, priyam, satyam, jnanam, ahantam. <coughs> Thus we were reading this passage 151. Samanadikaranyasamandastasatavad that is so-called samanadikaranyam or the relation between the two words having the same substratum is to illustrate soyam devadattaha in the statement that is this devadatta or oh, this is that devadatta whatever you want to call it so soyam devadattaha this is that soha means that I am Mrs. So this is that Devadatta. That is this Devadatta. Depends on whom you know. This person you know, then say, this is that Devadatta. That fellow you used to know, that is this Devadatta. And both ways we say. Sometimes our memory goes, oh, I remember that person ten years ago. Hey, that is this fellow. Or I know this person, but this is that fellow. So both ways, the uh, identity between the two entities is pointed out. <coughs> so in this statement, Asmin Vakya, Tatkala Vishishta Devadatta Vajaka Sashabdasya That Saha Shabda Shabda Saha pronoun that which is Tatkala Vishishta Devadatta Vajaka which actually directly points to or directly means Devadatta the person who is qualified by Tatkala that time the remoteness in that time in that place in that condition this pronoun this in case of Devadatta refers to the Devadatta qualified by this time and this place and this conditions. Both the words, even though their connotations are different. As I said, we said the word tat or that, that pronoun always means something that is remote. And the pronoun I am or this means something that is in proximity. And therefore, their connotations are different, in spite of having different connotations. So, bhinna pravartya nimittanam padanam samana vibhaktikanam padanam ekasmin arthe tatpari sammandha samanadhikaranyam. This long definition is given. That the words should be in the same case, eka vibhaktinam, eka vibhaktikanam. Then the words should have different connotations. They should not be synonyms. They should have different connotations. That is, bhinna pravartya nimittanam. And 
इवन देन एक तात्पर्यम दैट बोथ ऑफ दैम हैव द तात्पर्य ऑफ द परपोर्ट इन ओनली वन एंथिटी देन इट दिस पर्टिकुलर प्रयोग और दिस ग्रामेटिकल यूज इज कॉल सामानाधिकरण्यम सो नॉर्मल कंडीशन दैट वुड मीन समथिंग रिपोर्ट दिस वुड मीन समथिंग अप्रॉक्सिमेटी एंड स्टिल बोथ ऑफ दैम रिफर टू द सेम एंटिटी दर फर स्वयं देवदत्त है दिस प्रयोग इज कॉल सामानाधिकरण्यम पैसेज कन्या तथा चत्वसी वाक्य भी परोक्षवादे विशिष्ट चैतन्यवाचक तत्पद से दिस इज तत्द से दट्स इज प्रिंटिंग एर तत्पद से सो इन द लाइन लास्ट बटवन लाइन परोक्षवाद विशिष्ट चैतन्यवाचक तत्द से तत्द से अपरोक्षवाद विशिष्ट चैतन्यवाचक तम पद से एक चैतन्य तात्पर्य संबंध है एंड सिमिलरली ऑल्सो इन द स्टेटमेंट तत्वसी दैट द वर्ड इन दिस वाक्य इन द स्टेटमेंट ऑल्सो वॉट इज तत् तत् मीन्स दैट वॉट इज रिफर टू वॉट इज परोक्षवादी विशिष्ट चैतन्यवाचक so that or that refers to ishvara refers to lord god which we know is away from us but ishvara is away from me paroksha he is omniscient omnipotent omnipresent but away from me this is the kind of a uh, this is the notion that we have whenever the word god is uttered in our mind it will always bring in a concept of a principle who is away from me different from me separate from me and whenever the word i or you is used immediately brings to our mind the entity of the principle that is proximate that is right here so how nicely this sentence act works you deliberate upon that statement tatvamasi that the word so that the god is paroksha is away is remote the statement says asi you are that by saying that we will decide, by saying that the remoteness it is said that the remoteness is superimposed if if that consciousness which is remote and called god is the same as this consciousness which is proximate and there is jiva if both of them have to be one that it only means that thatness and thisness both are superimposed because that cannot be this and this cannot be that simultaneously at the same time and same place what is this now could have been that in the past or was that in the past could have been this in the present at different times but at the same time at the same you know asi you are so when it said you are that that means that the thisness and thatness the parokshatvam and aparokshatvam both of these are superimposed is superimposed this statement simply by this grammatical construction shows that the parokshatvam or the remoteness of lord is not real so god we understand as limitless but remote and this jiva or the i i understand as right here but limited see what our concepts are even though we have not seen the jiva nor have you seen ishvara god because none of them can be perceived you can't see them ishvara or god or brahman can be perceived can be objectified nor can jiva really be objectified and therefore we have not seen either of them and there is no reason for us to say that ishvara or that tat is away from me or no reason to say that this jiva is limited because we haven't seen them but without seeing on account of ignorance we think so each one of us thinks that god is away different from me and i am limited so this since these notions are deeply rooted in us therefore the need for the statement tatvamasi that thou art that is thou that or god is not remote is not away asi you are that meaning it is right here 
And you are that. Meaning, you know that that, God is limitless. You are that meaning, you are limitless or you are not limited. So the sense of limitation from <coughs> jiva is eliminated and the sense of remoteness of the Ishvara also is eliminated. So this statement, Tattvamasi, that thou art, does this. It shows that the smallness about I is superimposed or false and the remoteness of Lord also is superimposed or false. How beautiful. And that's how the ones, but then it is so difficult, how can it be? That's why not once, not twice, nine times even Shvetakadu had to be told this. Because we just cannot. Even if you understand it momentarily, moment, our, you know, our own personality comes back into play, immediately asserts it cannot be. And therefore again necessary, again necessary. And therefore this becomes necessary again and again and again. Imagine since how many births have I been insisting at I am a limited being or I am a small insignificant being and the world confirms it always, you know. They also say that you are small and useless. I already think and the world also continues to say that and that God is away from me. So we have been thinking like this for beginningless time and therefore these ideas are so deeply rooted and there is such an emotion about this that this teaching even though imparted to us again and again and again, it seems to clear up the cloud, again the clouds come back. Gets cleared up and again comes back. That's why the need for saying this again and again. <coughs> anyway, so tathacha tattvamasiri vakyevi parukshatvada vishishta chaitanya vajaka tatpadasya that word tat, which actually refers to or which has a connotation of denoting uh, the consciousness which is remote and aparokshatvada vishishta chaitanya vachakas padasya and the word thvam or dhao refers to the conscious being who is immediate aparoksha meaning known immediately but limited ekas means chaitanya tatpari sammandha for both these words who have altogether different connotations have tatparya or purport in one consciousness that is why the words tat and thvam enjoy what we call a relationship of samanadhi karanyam. <clears throat> okay. Now the author proceeds to explain the second kind of relationship, visheshana vishesha bhavaha, the qualification and the qualified. In the passage 152, page 88. Visheshana Visheshya Bhava Sammandhastu Yatha Tatraiva Vakya Sashabdhartha Tatkala Visheshta Devadattasya Ayam Shabdhartha Etat kala vishishta devadattasya cha anyonya bhedavyavartakataya visheshana visheshya bhavaha tatha atrapi vakye tatpadartha Parokshatvade Vishishta Chaitanyasya Tvampadartha Aparokshatvade Vishishta Chaitanyasya Anyonya Bhedavyavartakataya Visheshana Visheshya Bhavaha So this Visheshana Visheshya Bhava, that is the Visheshya Bhava Sammandastu, this Sammandha relationship between the adjective and that which is qualified. 
Yathatatrayavakke, just as in the very same statement, Soyam Devadatta, this is that Devadatta. Now we are talking of, the first we talked of the words. Now we are talking of the meaning of the words, vachyars of the words. That this, in case of this is Devadatta, refers to a person. This, that refers to another person. And the relationship that these two persons enjoy is called Visheshana Visheshvavaha. The relationship that the two words enjoyed is called Samanadhikaranyam. Relationship that the two persons enjoy. Persons are the meaning of these pronouns. That relationship is called Visheshana Visheshvavaha. <coughs> Yatha Tatrayavakya, just in the same statement, Soyamadevattaha. Sashabdartha Tatkala Vishishta Devadattasya. This Devadatta, the person, Tatkala Vishishta, qualified by that time, and that place, and that condition, and that Devadatta, which is meant by the word, which is the immediate meaning of the word, Saha, or that, Tasya of that Devadatta, Etatkala Vishishta Devadattasya, and when we use the word I am or this, then we have Devadatta, who is qualified by this time, and this place, and this condition, of these two devadattas, persons, anyonya bhedavyavartakata. Because it is said, this is that devadatta, or that is this devadatta, therefore the statement says that the devadatta is one. So what happens? This devadatta actually restricts that devadatta, and that devadatta restricts this devadatta. So we find that, hey, this beard and things like that, or the suit and whatever it is, Certainly, it cannot, you know, they have to be excluded in our mind in order to see these two differently looking devadattas as one person. <coughs> so each one qualifies the other. This one qualifies that, that one qualifies this. So the statement can be both ways. I am saha, this is that. So devadatta pindaha, I am saha edi, tat shabdavachyat. This is that. When you say, then that becomes a visheshanam, the qualification, that devadatta becomes a qualification, and this devadatta becomes qualified. Or when you say, that is this, then this becomes the qualifier and that becomes qualified. Thus each one qualifies the other, each one distinguishes the other or defines the other or limits the other or restrains the other. As you say, the blue lotus or the blue restrains the lotus to be nothing other than blue. And how the lotus restrains the blue, that blue cannot be in, on any object other than associated with lotus. And similarly also, these two persons, Devadatta, qualify each other. So these two persons enjoy a relationship that we call Visheshna Visheshchibhav. In the same manner also, Tatha Atravi, in the same manner, Atravi Vakke, in this statement, Tattvamasi, that Davad, Tatpadartha Parokshatvad Visheshta Chaitanyasya, Tvampadartha Aparokshatvad Visheshta Chaitanyasya, so when you say tat or that, then there is Chaitanya, or the, we know that God is conscious being, but then it's remote, and having all these qualifications, and when you say I am, I or you, then you know I am also conscious being, but although immediate, right now and right here, but still limited in every way. How can these two be the same? How can these two be one? Only when this one qualifies that. How does it qualify, you know? I know that, this jiva or I is immediate. So that Ishvara also is immediate because this one qualifies that. For both of them to be one, naturally, if I and E, G, if Tvam and Tat, both of them have to be one, then Tvam being Aparoksha, understand Aparoksha means immediate. Tvam being Aparoksha, that qualifies Tat, and therefore Tat has to be Aparoksha, cannot be Paroksha. Tattvamasi, Tattvam is Aparoksha, or here and now. And therefore, if both this Tat and Tvam have to be one, then the Tat, meaning Ishvara, has to be here and now, otherwise he cannot be Tvam. 
And also if that trung has to be tat, then we, that tat has to be trung, then we know that tat is limitless in every way. And if that has to be this trung or jiva, then jiva cannot be limited, has to be limitless. You see how each one qualifies the other? We say jiva is Ishvara. Ishvara is away. Is conscious being all right, but away from me. Somewhere in heaven, someplace. But he says that Ishvara is you. And you is someone who is right here. And therefore, that awareness or remoteness of Ishvara is restrained. Ishvara cannot be remote. And so this you or thou constrains that Ishvara that he cannot be remote. He has to be here. Otherwise, he cannot be identical to Jiva. And it said that, that is this. If that is this, I know that to be limitless. Ishvara is limitless in every way. If that has to be this, then certainly this cannot be limited. That's all. You need one sentence to dwell upon. How can, why is it so? Don't ask this question. Why is this? Why do I feel this limitation? Why do I feel this separation? That alone is called Maya. For which there is no reason. Why should you be born? Why should we go through all these things? What is the need when I am limitless and why should I feel I am limited? And why should I have to go through all the pains and pleasures of the, of the life? I don't know. <clears throat> but even when we are going through the pains and pleasures of the life, even when we are feeling limited in every respect, as Upanishad says, none of us is limited. That limitation is a sense, is a notion. In Vedantic language it is Adhyarupa or superimposition. So in this manner the Shruti tells us what is the superimposed aspect. The sense of limitation is superimposed. That remoteness also is superimposed. So remove the remoteness from Ishwara and remove the sense of limitation from the Jiva. Then Ekas means Chaitanya, Tatparyam. Then both of them refer to the same conscious principle and thus each one, Anyonya Vyavartakataya. Since each one in fact characterizes the other or each one qualifies the other, in that sense, this tat and tom meaning Ishvara and Jiva, when they are placed in a sentence like this, each one qualifies the other and thus enables us to see the identity. <coughs> Fine. <coughs> you see, this is, you, you must have heard the story of the lamb and the lion that how that little lion cub was raised with lambs because that lion mother died while giving the birth to this little cub and when when, when shepherd, cowherd man saw that and so he out of pity raised that little lion cub also along with his sheep or lambs and so the lion thought that it was a lamb so it was bleeding and it was behaving just like lambs and one day when the real lion came and these lambs all ran away listening to the roar of the lion, the lion came and saw that uh, when the lambs were running away, even this lion, little lion also was running away. I was surprised. Why should the lion run away from me? So he caught hold of him. So why are you running away? He says, please leave me. I'm a lamb. Don't kill me. And so he started bleeding like other lambs do. The lion says, who are you? I am a lamb, he says. See, look, I bleed also. <laughs> that's how he was bleeding. <laughs> All right, come with me. No, that's why he was taken. Taken to where there was a pool of water. Look at me. Look at me. Look at that. So when you do this, each one qualifies the other. The lamb is lion when you say, the lamb cannot be lion. 
But then the lamb looks in the water and compares that with the fire lion, looks at the lion and compares that with himself and finds that what was thought to be lamb is in fact lion alone. So, I am lion. Then he says, come on, roar. Then the lion roared and he also roared and that's it. From that day there was no lamb. <coughs> so how the lion and lamb qualify each other? If lion and lamb have to be the same, then the lion restrains the lamb. <coughs> and if I have to be lion, then lion cannot be different from me. Similarly also, Ishwara is Jiva and Jiva is Ishwara. What is Ishwara? Limitless. Don't worry about whether he is omniscient or omnipotent. He is what? Limitless. Free from limitation. And who is Jiva? Jiva is immediate. Therefore, I am Ishwara also, meaning limitless and immediate. Immediacy and limitlessness, both of them are in one, namely the Self, namely the Chaitanyam. <coughs> and finally, explains the, what is so-called Lakshya Lakshanabhavaha. <coughs> Passage 153. Lakshya Lakshana Sammandastu Lakshya Lakshana Sammandastu Yatha Ayam Shabda Yoho Tadartha Yoho Tatkala Etatkala Vishistatva Parityagena Aviruddha Deva Dattena Lakshya Lakshana Bhava Tatha Atra Vivakye Tatvam Padayoho Tadarthayo Hova Virudha Parokshatva Aparokshatvadi Vishistatva Parityagena Avirudha Chaitanya Saha Lakshya Lakshana Bhava is also we have discussed. Lakshya, Lakshana Samandastu. The third relation, that of Lakshya and Lakshana. Lakshya, that which is implied. Lakshana, that which implies. <coughs> the relationship is Yatha, just as Tatrayo Vakya. In the very same statement, Soyam Devadatta, this is that Devadatta. Sashabda, Ayam Shabdayoho, Tadarthayohova. The two words, saha and ayam, or the meaning of the two words, persons refer to, or persons, yeah, persons denoted by saha and ayam, that person devdatta, viruddha tatkala, for these two apparently different looking entities to be one, viruddha tatkala, edatkala vishishtattu parityagena. So how does your mind work? You compare that devdatta with this one. This one with that, like the lamb, comparing a lion and lion with the lamb and finding that common thing. And so also when somebody gives us an introduction, you remember Swamiji, this is that person. Or then I think of that person which I saw ten, new five years ago, I look at this person. I find both fellows look totally different. But then, since the one was introduced tells me that both the persons are one, then what I do is that remoteness and all those characteristics that peculiarities that belong to that person and the peculiarities which belong to this person, both of these are given up in my mind. Parityagena. Like my, the mother says, look Swamiji, you know the one who is acting there as a, as a king? She says, that's my son. But what I see in the, on the stage is king. And she says, this is my son. So I remember her son, I look at the king. Look at the king and remember the sun. And then I realize that the nose and the eyes and some of these features, you know, they are one and therefore that kingness which belongs to the costume is 
given up. So this is called de-superimposition. That is what we call Adhyaropa. Superimposition is there. Upon that boy, the king and I say superimposed. And when I recognize that person as a boy, then I de-superimpose in my mind. It is not necessary that you have to remove that costume. But even in, in spite of the costume also, certain features cannot be denied. You know, his nose and his eyes and his shoulders, etc. This cannot be changed. His height and the basic build, etc. And that's how I recognize that boy. Therefore, regardless of what you superimpose, certain things cannot be denied. Whatever name and form is superimposed, a sinner, a saint, a jada, chaitana, asti, bhati, priyam, cannot be denied. So eyes are the same. That's why people recognize actors and actresses by their eyes. Such experts they are. And similarly also, we have to have those eyes. Rasti, bhati and priyam. So regardless of what is superimposed, that cannot be given up, that cannot be denied. So, just as a de-superimposition takes place in our mind when we recognize that actor, that king as, as this boy, or when we recognize this person as that person, the de-superimposition or apavada takes place in our mind. It is, we are quite familiar with this process, that's all we are trying to say. We are trying to say that this business of adhyaropa and apavada, a superimposition and de-superimposition is a common phenomenon in our day-to-day life. And thus, where the superimposition is, the de-superimposition does take place in our mind. <coughs> and that is how we recognize these two apparently different-looking devadattas as one person. Viruddham, viruddha, tatkala, etatkala, vishishtato, parityagena, parityagena, by giving up or by de-superimposing, those two contradictory aspects. <coughs> and that is how we say that these two words, Saha and I am, this and that, and the person Devadatta, what's the relationship that they enjoy? Lakshya, Lakshana. That person Devadatta is called Lakshya. And the words Saha and I am are called Lakshana. All the two persons referred to as Saha and I am also become Lakshana and the common person becomes Lakshya. <coughs> Tatha similarly in the same manner, Atrapi Vakya. Even in this Vakya also, in this statement, Tattvamasi also. Tattvam Padayoho, Tadarthayoho Va. The words Tat and Tvam. Tvam means Tau, Tat means that, which again are, they have connotations, they are quite different from each other. Arthayoho Va. The meaning are, Jiva and Ishvara, who are also quite contradictory in characteristic, one is limited in every way, one is free from limitations in every way. One is a paroksha, one is immediate, other is paroksha, is remote. So, viruddha parokshatva, aparokshatva, vishishtatva parityagena. So, give up this distinction. So, how do we discover this truth? It's a process of giving up distinction. Unfortunately, in our life and in our upbringing, and particularly in this culture, we are always asked to assert our individuality, assert our qualification. It may have some value. It, it, it would have some practical value, all right, in, in terms of making, giving you self-confidence, in terms of making you bold, in terms of making you, you know, so uh, all of that is fine. So, asserting individuality and one's own qualifications and one's own distinctions would have certain practical advantages, I imagine, I assume there must be, that I become a little assertive and therefore I become bold and I become, you know, whatever it is. But that very thing becomes a tremendous obstacle to life. I tell you, that is a primary reason for a lot of strife and conflict in the Western society. Not that the conflicts are not there in the Eastern society, because ego is everywhere in different ways, but where ego is primarily emphasized, where self-assertiveness is a prime value, and your success and performance depends upon self-assertiveness, the self-assertiveness, and that so-called capitalistic system, which also 
give the premium for self-assertiveness and self-performance as distinguished from others. This whole philosophical trend is to create divisions, you see. Outwardly we are all very friendly, but inwardly there's always that competition going on inside. And therefore, this whole upbringing, the whole culture, and even the system, economic system based on that, all of that seems to only emphasize individuality, distinction, self-assertion. And we must understand how that becomes a big obstacle towards attainment of what we want to attain in our life. That it is not that we really want to attain some of these material things for which this assertiveness may be helpful. But all these through material achievements also what we are seeking really is is free freedom from limitlessness. Freedom is what we are seeking. Then that very assertiveness binds us. What is the bondage? That individuality, that assertiveness is really the bondage. There is no other bondage. And this assertiveness and individuality and distinct distinction is all in fact created by us to protect ourselves. I feel threatened and I think that I must protect myself and otherwise I'll, I'll be, whatever, you know, will run over. Like the silkworm which creates around itself a shell in order to protect itself and that very shell becomes the cause of its destruction. And so, Vedanta tells us what? And it is not that we retain all this stuff within ourselves and then in one meditation we know the truth. This is all, you know, this is all cheap stuff. That we want to know the truth in meditation, retaining everything else, you know, that's not going to work. It is going to require a complete transformation of our person. It's not one short, one day deal. Yes, Swamiji, I will, you know, how come I'm not getting this? It is a process of transformation. But unless we understand how that ego, the self-assertiveness, it is an obstacle to really what I want to assert. I want to assert my freedom, but that very assertion, assertiveness itself is bondage. So each one wants to assert the freedom, and that is natural, that each one loves freedom. But the very process of distinction, assertiveness, etc., itself is bondage, that we don't realize. So what Tattvamasi tells us, that the what, what it tells us is, that the sense of limitation and individuality that I am feeling is false, and that alone creates a remoteness between myself and the separation between myself and the Lord. And thus, the idea that what I am seeking is away from me, that has to change, and the idea that I am distinct from everyone else, that also has to change, and that has to undergo, it has, it has to undergo a transformation. This requires a complete transformation in our pattern of thinking. There's nothing Eastern and Western about this. So, the whole pattern of thinking, in terms of asserting the individuality, and qualifying, distinguishing myself from others all the time. I did it, and I, you know, this distinctiveness or distinction, we must know, that is fine as far as the world is concerned. Maybe that's the value there. And maybe you could not survive without, that is possible. However, that very same thing is an obstacle. This is what I discovered from, you know, having spent a number of years in the United States. And how you silently imbibe this values anyway, whether uh, you are aware, we are conscious about it or not. Unconsciously you imbibe these values. Not that they were, not that it is not in India, but then you specifically imbibe. And then when I went to Bombay and started studying Vedanta, I realized that we want all values that I have been uh, honoring here and I have been in fact cultivating. All of those things are in fact obstacles. You have to uh, undo all the kind of things that have been done on our own self. And this is a whole, that's the process of maturity or growth. What we call emotional maturity or the growth is nothing but the undoing. Sometimes they use the word unlearning, all kinds of expressions are used by people. We would say de-superimposition, that's all. So that would be a clean word. The superimposition is what we have done, de-superimposition is what we have to do. And it is a process. Uh, we see it clearly in our life also. We have to do it at every moment. As we find 
our ego asserting itself, we have to check it. And we have to see whether that assertion is necessary or not. Does it really help me or does it hurt me? And thus we have to keep on scrutinizing it. <coughs> so, viruddhamsha parityagena. That parityaga or giving of the viruddhamsha. Viruddhamsha means contradictory aspects. So, contradictory aspect between myself and, and Brahman, myself and Ishwara. There has to be a constant effort of giving them up. <coughs> And that is why, final passage 154 says, Iyameva bhagalakshana iti ucchyate. Iyameva, this indeed, this whole idea of viruddhamsa parityaga, meaning giving up the, those which are contradictory aspects, Giving them up is called bhagalakshana, a technical word. Lakshana, lakshana means the, that which implies. So bhagalakshana, that is implies by bhaga or by giving up. <coughs> bhaga means to divide or bhaga means to give up. So it is also known as bhagatyagalakshana. And this discussion will come subsequently also at the moment. Now the author will tell us. What are these, what is this Bhagalakshana? It is known as Bhagalakshana or Bhagatyagalakshana. Retaining something and giving up something. Don't throw away the baby along with bath water. So we must know that bath water is to be given, to be, to be thrown away and the baby is to be retained. So the contradictory aspects are to be thrown away in Devadatta. The person Devadatta is to be retained. The contradictory aspect of the Jiva and have been, to be given up. And the basic, otherwise people say, I am nothing, I am useless and I am shunyam, you are not. So that littleness, etc. does not belong to I, it belongs to Upadi, it belongs to the superimposition and that aspect we have to see. Giving up also is nothing but seeing, no action has to be performed. Even de-superimposition is not an action, de-superimposition is seeing. Seeing that actor, seeing that king as that as that actor, and therefore de-superimposing in our own mind. And thus, yameva bhagalakshana iti This alone is called bhagalakshana or bhagatyagalakshana. Bhagatyaga means you retain one and that which is common and give up that which is contradictory. So, in short, we have to ourselves discover what is it that is helping me and what is it that is hurting me? And when we find that something hurting me, I should be quick to give it up. Or I should be ready to give it up. Sometimes, even though I, I see something hurting me, but for whatever reason I still want to hold on to it. I cannot give it up. So that it again hurts. So when we find that something hurts me, some assertion, individuality, distinction, whatever it is, when it hurts me, I should slowly and slowly learn to give it up. What will happen, Swamiji? I'll become a vegetable? Everybody will walk all over me or what? Nobody is going to walk over you. Because you are not a vegetable, you are a lion, you are not a lamb, and therefore nobody can walk over you. And if somebody can walk over you, it is only prarabdha. You know what is prarabdha? Prarabdha means fate. So whatever there is in the fate, those pleasure and pains will come to you, whether you avoid them or not. If you avoid them here, elsewhere they will come to you. They won't leave you. And so, let us say that whatever agreeable and disagreeable situations come to us are all meant for our growth. And that our job is in through these situations to give up. Give up that which is, which binds us. And, and retain that which gives us freedom. <clears throat> Otherwise it will all become grammatical discussion. This, you know, all the discussion of bhagatya, this lakshana, laksha lakshana bhava, and visheshana visheshya bhava is not meant to be a grammatical discussion with no relevance in our life. It is life. Grammatically you give up all right, in life that giving up also, when it takes place, then we are in tune with the grammar here. So we feel that what use does grammar have? It has, it has a lot of thing to do with our own life as it is seen in this particular statement. Okay.